Welcome to There's a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell and I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. And I've been in the business for the past 25 years. This podcast is all about fitness related and wellness related subjects. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. But first, I'd like to thank our sponsor, the Golden Group Realtors. John and Lynn do an awesome job of helping you sell your home and finding what you need. And let me tell you something, they, uh, they're they also great athletes. They've come out and run some of my events, and I think John actually won the run. So, uh, you know, that's pretty darn impressive. I think people who pay attention to their physical fitness tend to do better at their jobs, too. So if you guys, uh, you know, want a great real estate group, the Gildan Group is uh, going to be your group, and they can be reached at thegildengroup.com. Today's subject is pre during and post race nutrition. So before I get into that, let me just uh, say, don't be intimidated when you hear pre-race, post-race or whatever. And of course, the operative word here is race. So, um, you know, when I'm talking about race scene, I'm talking about endurance events such as 5Ks, 10Ks, triathlons, marathons, bike races, master swim. Um, you know, they're, they're all great ways to stay in shape. Um, you know, that, that's really what it's all about. It's about bettering yourself and staying in shape. And as I said in my intro, I've been doing this a long time. And one of the things I've always tried to advise my clients to get into is, is to find a sport, you know, find something that makes them happy about going out to train. And I've had many clients that say, I need an event to train for. Because I'm just not motivated. Like getting up and going to the gym two or three times a week and, you know, worrying about the scale and worrying about, um, you know, maybe some of the weight numbers and all, you know, that wasn't doing it for them. They, uh, they needed something to compete for. And uh, yeah, I get that. And I think it's great to have goals. And I think that finding uh, that, that's always been like one of the things I love about um, different sports is you know, you train for it, you do it, you feel great about it. And I've just seen so many people stay in a healthy track once finding uh, endurance events, whatever they like to do, whether it be, again, running races, anywhere from 5K to a marathon or cycling races or triathlons or duathlons where it's run, bike, run, or now they have um, aquathons, I think, and it's a, a swim bike. So, you know, whatever. I just think, like, you're, you're competing against you ultimately, bettering yourself and I've seen people like stay on the healthy path once they found it and it was no longer work and drudgery so you know try it if you haven't done it try it if you've done it and you haven't set a goal in a while set one you know challenge yourself to do something you've never done before um so so with that in mind let's talk about how to best prepare and today's preparation is about eating um First and foremost, let me talk a little bit about carbohydrates, all right? They are not the devil, they are not the boogeyman, and they don't make you fat, okay? Eating or drinking too much makes you fat, and I don't care what it is. If you eat more calories than you need, you're going to get fat. It has nothing to do with the types of food you eat. Now, some types of food you may eat more of because they taste better. That is not the food's fault, okay? That's your fault because you're eating too much of it. So we need carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are the most important macronutrient in our diet. There are three types of macronutrients that provide energy. 
carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. Carbohydrates should make up at least 55% of your diet, and that's just for a normal person. If you're doing um, endurance events of any kind, it needs to be over 60%, and ultra-endurance athletes need to take in 70% of their diet and carbohydrates. So that's a lot of carbs. Um, people were supposed to eat carbs. We need it. Did you know that the only energy your brain can run on is carbohydrates? Your brain needs glucose to function. So, you know, when people get on those paleo, um, you know, any of these low fat, I guess it's keto now, you know, they've just changed the names, but um, diets that they can't think, it's called brain fog, you know, they're, they feel like they're um, a little bit out of it, you know, a little old slow to the draw there, you know, well, they are, the, the brain isn't firing adequately because it doesn't have enough glucose. And if you take that too far, it can get dangerous. And, uh, you know, we've seen people do that before. Um, you need to have your carbohydrates. All right. So a uh, little, little science for you. Our body stores up to 500 grams of, of glucose. And when we store it in our body, that's called glycogen. Okay. Glycogen is stored in the body, 500 grams. I'm going to kind of do this podcast a little bit like I lectured and say certain things slow because it's important to hear. All right. We store 100 grams of glycogen in our liver and 400 grams of glycogen in our muscles. Each gram of carbohydrate carries four calories. All right. So that means our body can store up to 2000 calories of carbohydrates. It's the glycogen that we use for fuel. So like as I'm sitting here right now, I'm not very active. I'm sitting in my chair and I'm speaking into the microphone. I'm still using carbohydrate to do that. All right. I'm still using glycogen to do that. Stored carbohydrate. We don't just start using the food we put into our mouths as energy. It's got to first be digested, then it's got to be absorbed, and then it goes to the blood cells. Now, the muscle cells, I'm sorry. So, you know, it, if, it's a, if it's a basic carbohydrate meal, that can take up to two hours. So what are you using for your energy? That's the stored glycogen. Now, you might think, well, what about fat? Yes, we're also using fat. We use fat when the intensity is very low, like sitting around, or when the durations are very long, then we're using fat. High intensity and shorter duration, we're using carbohydrates. All right. But here's the kicker. If you don't have enough glycogen in your body or enough glucose, you can't burn fat. So that's like why, and again, I'm not going to get off on this, you know, bashing the low carb diet for the, for the sake of fat loss, because that's not the point of this podcast today. All right, the point of this podcast is endurance fueling. All right, but the Krebs cycle says you cannot burn fat without carbs. It specifically says the carbohydrates burn, I'm sorry, fat burns in a carbohydrate flame. Okay, fat burns in a carbohydrate flame. So if you're out of carbs, you can't burn fat. Oh man, sorry, keto. So you're thinking, well, keto basically means you're, you're, you're in ketosis and you're burning fat. Correct. You're burning fat because your muscles are actually being broken down and you're actually burning up your muscle tissue. All right. 
It's called gluconeogenesis, basically making glycogen out of new tissue, out of muscle. Okay, gluconeogenesis. That's not a good thing. We lose muscle, our metabolism is lower. We lose weight, sure, most of it's muscle, okay? I said I wasn't going to go on that rant, and then I did. All right, so back to, to race fueling. So we need glucose. We need glycogen. So somebody asked, you know, what about, you know, race fueling? Okay, so we're going to start right there. You have to always keep your glycogen levels full. If you're doing endurance events on a regular basis or you're a dude in the gym and you're trying to put on muscle, the glycogen levels have to be filled up all the time. You have to be full, all right? Those 2,000 calories slash 500 grams need to be maximized every day. Endurance athletes call it glycogen loading. It's got to be full all the time. In other words, if you, if you are on a low-carb diet or you, just are, you, you don't know better and you just don't really eat enough good carbohydrates to store, you know, and then you try to do everything else, for example, have a nice, good pre-game meal or pre-race meal, and then you do your nutrition during the event, well, guess what? It's not going to work. It's going to work better than if you didn't try at all. But if your glycogen levels aren't full, you're going to struggle on race day. Um, I mean, I've done so many different events, and there are days, or races, I should say, that I was in, and I just felt flat. I mean, my legs were dead. They couldn't turn over. And it was because, you know, somehow, some way, I let my glycogen levels run low, and I was just flat that day. And that's exactly what it's called, being flat. Uh, it, it sucks. You have no energy. Um, there's nothing you can do about it at the time. Okay, so that's your first rule. You have to have your glycogen levels full. How do we do that? We eat complex carbohydrates predominantly in our diet, and we try to get in at least 60% of our diet and carbs. Keep a MyFitnessPal or another kind of food app, and just make sure your carbohydrates are over 60%. Um, if they're not, get them up there. Don't have the carb fear. Eat the right kind of carbs. Complex carbohydrates are what are going to be stored as glycogen, all right? And that's called lower to moderately low glycemic index foods, all right? Glycemic index means how rapidly does it convert to sugar or glucose. When you're trying to store glycogen, you don't want it to convert to glucose quickly, okay? Those are quick sugar foods. We want the carbs that are going to store as glycogen, all right? That's going to be your rices, your sweet potatoes, most fruits except for like pineapples and, and super sugary foods like that. Most vegetables except for corns and peas, rye bread, sourdough bread, whole wheat pasta, quinoa, sweet potatoes, oatmeal, all of those beans, legumes, oh, they're awesome. All of those carbohydrates are good for you and will store as glycogen, okay? So remember, eat those foods on a regular basis, track your food, and keep them at at least 60% of your diet, and that's, square, that's step one, okay? Now, let's talk a little bit about race day. If you can get up two hours before your event, two, two and a half hours, and you're going to give your, your body time to digest the meal and start to absorb the meal, then it's imperative that you have a low glycemic index, light 
breakfast. And when I mean light, you know, somewhere around three to 400 calories or so, um, you know, maybe um, 40 to 50 grams of carbohydrates. And these carbohydrates should be easy on the stomach and only you know what that is. Like I typically can have a, uh, a cup of oats and a banana. So that's basically, um, you know, a cup of oats is 300 calories right there and it's predominantly carbohydrate and a banana is 100 so that's 400 i can tolerate the oats if i do it two two and a half hours before some people can't so you need to find your your low glycemic and remember it's the same list i said earlier low glycemic index foods and have for a quote pre-game meal what's the goal of that it tops off your glycogen levels that's all it does it tops them off you know it's kind of like if you're going to go on a long trip and uh, you know your gas tank was you know three quarters of the way full you know when you woke up you're like you know what let's top it off let's go put um, 20 bucks in the gas tank or you know nowadays 80 bucks in the gas tank just to you know add a you know five gallons you know what I'm saying so um, but you just want to top it off a little bit it's important that you top it off when you sleep your liver actually burns off its glycogen levels so that's why Sometimes you might wake up and you're getting those hunger pangs. You're not really hungry, but your liver has actually burned off its 100 grams or close. And so you want to top off the liver, all right? That's the first thing you want to do, all right? Now, for, for during the event, now, if it's like a 5K or shorter, let's say 30 minutes or so or shorter, you don't need any during the race nutrition. Um, you know really even maybe a 10k or an hour or under a sprint triathlon you may not either it doesn't hurt to have hydration of course some water and basically you need six ounces every 20 minutes to be exact you know it's not a lot but you, you need that it's important but it doesn't hurt to have a little if your event is over a 5k so now you're going to want to have your higher glycemic index carbohydrates during okay remember that during the event, you're going to want to have your higher glycemic index carbohydrates. That would be like your sports drinks and make sure they're real sports drinks and not Gatorade and stuff. That's nothing but sugar, but real sports drinks that you would get at a bike shop or order online. Basically, the, the carbohydrate in these sports drinks is called glucose polymers. Look on the back. Those are the carbohydrates that you want. And you're going to want them, they're, they're higher glycemic, meaning they convert the blood sugar quicker because that's what you want. If you're doing a marathon, half marathon, longer triathlon, man, this is imperative because we call this glycogen sparing, okay? If you take in a little bit of carbohydrate, roughly 100 calories worth every 30 to 40 minutes, that's not a lot, every 30 to 40 minutes. So if it's a long distance event, all right, so, so we're doing the Rock the Ridge event. Um, my team, MaxFit, Team MaxFit, have a great group from the gym going. Um, this is going to be in May, and we're covering 50 miles between four of us. Um, each of us has a pretty long leg, okay? So that's an example where we would want to practice all this stuff. So, you know, every 30 to 40 minutes, I'm going to eat a goo, okay? A goo is a version of, you know, slightly solidified carbohydrate it looks like uh, you know basically frosting some of it tastes like frosting I think it tastes great but it's got a hundred calories of carbohydrates and again 
mostly of the glucose polymers, so it converts to glucose quickly. So you spare the glycogen. You don't want to use up the glycogen. And you don't want to wait until near the end of the race to start your goose. Then it's not glycogen sparing. You want to do it early. Like let's say you're doing a half marathon and it takes you two hours to do. Okay, you're roughly running a nine minute pace or whatever. So you would start your glucose polymers about 30 minutes in and then have one every 30 minutes. You've spared your glycogen, you've got gas in the tank for the end. And then technically near the end of the race, you don't need to take in anything but water. Okay, so that's what you do during. Okay, now afterwards, well, the race is done. Who cares, man, I'm done. No, it means everything. Okay, write this down. Remember this. The most important time to recover and get ready for your next event or training is post-event nutrition. All right, within one hour, you need to have high glycemic carbohydrates again. All right around two to 300 calories worth of high glycemic carbohydrates. What? High glycemic? You just said it's gonna, you know, we use it immediately. It's gonna turn the fat. No, it won't, okay? What happens after a hard, intense event is you've used up a lot of your glycogen, all right? And there's little cells running around in your body grabbing up all of the extra glucose because your body knows what the hell it's doing. You know, we are amazing machines, you know. Our creator made us like so amazing to be so self-sufficient, but you gotta feed it, all right? So your body is actually pulling up any form of, of sugar basically out there. So, you know, I had some friends who, who were sugar junkies, and I think a lot of us can be, right? And like they would love Coca-Cola and Dr. Pepper and all this kind of stuff. Dr. Pepper came to mind because I remembered a friend that was his favorite. And, uh, you know, they didn't want to eat it all the time or drink it all the time because, you know, they're afraid it was going to make them fat. And, and look, soda's not great and it probably would. But like he understood this message. So after like he would train, he would go get this, you know, Dr. Pepper. It would be like his treat. Now, please, people, don't, don't go telling people Rob Maxwell, the trainer, told you to drink soda. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if you were going to do it, right after training would be the time if you don't have weight to lose, all right? So like, it makes no sense following all this great nutrition for an event, but then we're not taking care of our general health. I'm talking about like, you know, um, if you're trying to recover for events, you know, it's high glycemic index carbohydrates that you want right afterwards. Not a lot, two to 300 calories right afterwards. It's got to be within the hour. Me personally, I, I don't go the soda route. I just think uh, I don't want to put that crap into my body. Not saying I've never done it or don't do it. I'm just saying it's not regularly on my plan. So I'll have some sports drink mixed with some um, protein. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'll just have like a bar, you know, like a cliff bar or something that has all that in it. And then a little bit after that, like say an hour or so, then you want to eat your normal meal. But it's important to have some kind of recovery drink and they actually make it you know that you can go to the again the bike shops and health food stores and get some kind of recovery drinks you don't have to do that just just get in some high glycemic sugary type foods right afterwards you know like certain high sugary fruits or um you know almond milk mixed with something or you know potentially even fruit juice mixed with something or Again, a bar of some kind. Just just get it right afterwards and you will be on your road to recovery. Okay? So there's 
everyday storage of glycogen, 60% or so of your diet, pre-race nutrition, which is two to three hours beforehand, you know, um, if it's going to be within an hour, just skip, skip your meal and, and get into your during race nutrition quicker. Then it's going to be during your event, and again, that's every 30 minutes of high glycemic foods. Then right afterwards, it's going to be high glycemic, okay? So know when to go low and know when to go high. And, uh, you know, I, I hope this helps. And this is something I really enjoy talking about. And, uh, you know, ask me any questions you want. And uh, once again, I have to thank our sponsors because, you know, we need sponsors to be able to put on our podcast. And again, that's... Uh, John and Lynn and the Gilden Group. And if you guys need any help with anything regarding that, their number is 386-852-5411. Okay? I uh, thank you, and I want you to have a great day today. Be max fit and be max well.